You're listening to What's Up Sports with Mo Cohen, PZ Delarice, and Terry Tam. I now know that I'm on with a spy, depending on who's, uh, you know, who's the, who's the captain of this ship. That's probably a bad thing if this podcast is supposed to go viral, isn't it? Cadero Patterson uh, like grabbing some shanks, uh, gentlemen here. Uh, and he quote, and I quote, I'm a grown man. I don't need nobody blank and blank in my balls, my face. <laughs> in my teenage years, I'd get back from high school. I'd smash two pizza pockets. Carmelo Anthony never learned you can't live life just smashing pizza pockets. Because he lost uh, a double bet, uh, what I did is I cut an jalapeno, a jalapeno in half. And I filled it with hot sauce, so he's gonna have to slurp this down. Why are you, need, why are you giving me a fucking banana, dude? I'm not eating a banana. I'll just fucking, I'll rather piss in my mouth than eat. This okay, so there we go. Stop stalling. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Now, here are your hosts, Mo, Terry, and Peasy. Well, welcome everyone. You are listening to and perhaps watching Hot Sauce Sports. I'm your host, Peas Delores, and I am joined by the equally handsome. Terry Tan. Equally. Equally, if not lesser. Well, I'm much better looking. I don't know. The thing is, it's not factual, so <laughs> maybe not. And, but um, we don't base ourselves on facts. That's on true. Show. This show's not about facts. It's not about facts. Um, the, p- the reasons we don't have fact check are our producers, the Eagle of Master Control, as well as our graphicist, Duke. What's up, boys? He needs a title. From like, Duke, <laughs> like, Eagle's the Eagle of Master Control. Then I get to Duke, is like, and Duke. That guy. No, just call me Duke. <laughs> yeah, Duke, yeah, Duke it is. And it's not a graphicist. Graphicist is not a thing. It is to us, though. I mean, li- this, this show's not about words. Yeah, yeah. Um, just I need m- the rest of the script, so please keep sending it. Just send a freaking screenshot. You got it, boys. All right. Um, if only we did it on another platform. Yeah, that was working fine <laughs> for, for me. It was so ugly, I couldn't look at it anymore. <laughs> no one knows what we're talking about, and no one cares it's what we're talking about. It's more aesthetic. So. I, just, I have to use Excel. I'm so used to using Excel. Let's talk more about Excel. Yeah, cool. Actually, I have a question for Eagle after. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because Eagle's very good at this shit. All right. So, um, Khabib, Conor McGregor, just when you thought Conor, we wouldn't hear about Conor McGregor again, we did. No, you'll always hear about Conor McGregor. Um, always. Were you surprised? I was I, I was legit surprised immediately after retiring and being accused of sexual assault. Yeah. Uh, his he's, name, trying to stay, he's trying to stay relevant, right? Yeah. So, he came out and attacked Khabib's religion. But what, what have we spoken? Been, what, what has the media been talking about? Connor and Khabib? Yeah, but Connor, yeah, Khabib. Ha- nobody's been talking about these rape allegations. Which is interesting. Yeah. So Khabib had said, made a comment about Connor's wife a while back, said that she has no class because she keeps on coming back to you and all this stuff. So he, <laughs> so Connor made a joke on Twitter. And even though it was, uh, it touched the wrong lines, it was pretty spot on. <laughs> he said, because Khabib has a picture of him at a wedding. I guess it's his wedding. And his wife in, uh, I guess in his religion they have to cover up, mm-hmm. and he says you're married a towel mate. Your wife's a towel. Yeah, your wife is a towel mate. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's not great. But it was in response to Khabib making fun of his wife. So I get. I mean, so it, like maybe I'm not. I I don't mind the joke. I, I get it, but but uh, trash talk like 101. Yeah. Is don't go after wives and girlfriends. Yeah, exactly. Well, you're not supposed to, right? So now they're going back and forth, and Khabib's manager. Uh, Who's another doofus? He's uh, he's coming into it too. So, it's just it's weird because they call themselves gangsters, right? But I don't know about you, but back in the day, gangsters weren't tweeting Twitter fingers, Th- thumb gangsters. Yeah, thumb gangsters, trigger fingers turned to Twitter fingers. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure uh, gangsters nowadays do use Twitter. Well, they do. Yeah, it's weird. There's and a lot, lot of them, a lot of them get arrested. Takeshi six nine gets arrested. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of them or, get arrested for things that they they post online. Right. Well, I've been threatened on Twitter. Right. By who? Randoms. 
Oh, yeah, that happens to us all the time. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about, man. Why don't you go fucking die? All right. All I said was that Kevin Durant's not in my top five. That's <laughs> all I said. Wait, he's not, I don't he's not in your top five? No, no, we're not doing top. We don't do lists. <laughs> there's no lists here. No lists. Those I are, don't those care. Are I, think, I think there's a, more than five people better than him in the like NBA. Like right now. Currently. No. There isn't. No. But, but, no. but it's okay. That's not <laughs> <laughs> So at the end of the day. But people get so worked up about yeah. what, what someone else thinks about a player that they've never met not probably. being in the top five. Of a list that they created. That they've, or, or of a player, they take really personal offense to making fun of a player that they've never met. Yeah. And probably never will meet. Correct. Uh, and likely uh, wouldn't like you anyway. Yeah. Because you're not talented, unlike they are. Exactly. So Oladipo's ahead of Durant. Is what no, you're I didn't say that at all. So who, who's ahead of him? Oh my God. We're doing this? <laughs> no. No, Le- we're not doing that. LeBron? Do it, do it. LeBron? No. Wrong. I mean, <laughs> wrong. Only we, the best player of all t- time. But are we talking about this season right now? I'm talking about today. If I had to make a starting five, Durant's not in it. Are oh, you crazy? I just don't like the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I gathered. I gathered. Um, in the NBA, yes, we're seeing him. In, uh, t- speaking of the NBA and sexual allegations, <laughs> uh, Porzingis. We're flying all the way to Lithuania. Um, well, or New York. Uh, or New York. Apparently, or so so the, the timeline's bizarre. It's apparently the night he tore his ACL. Yeah. When uh, you tear your ACL, you 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 become very rapey. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I tore mine. I did. <laughs> so didn't want to. The thing, the thing is, so he's being accused of sexual assault uh, by a woman in in his building. Yeah. Uh, apparently, it happened in his penthouse, uh, really early in the morning. Uh, now details coming out, really raunchy details, where he essentially referred to the woman as his slave. That's a shame. Um, other words, allegations, right? Yeah. So there are allegations, and like we always say, like let's wait to see what the rest of the story. Uh, no, let's see what the, what, it, what the story has to say Offer. as it unfolds. Yeah. Um, his lawyer has since come out and say that initially they, the league, didn't suspend him because of the extortionary f- um, nature of the uh, uh, accuser's uh, claims. Oh, really? So but she's so asking for money. Well, they say he's she's asking for. Like they're immediately. On social media, trying to discredit the the witness, and it's the thing where people really don't like believing the accuser. Whereas, like for what, the way I've always looked at it is, if someone's going to tell it to me in person, I would be very uncomfortable saying that didn't happen to you, right? But we're we're comfortable saying that all over social media for someone we've never met. Yeah, but in person, yeah, you can't. But I would never say that in person. So I'll never say in social media. I'll never say it on the show. Think about it that way. If the girl's in front of you and says, "Christos Porzingis," rape. Rape me or molested me or whatever. What is the first thing you would tell her? Um, okay, uh, that's awful. You need to you need to go to the police. Yeah. Uh, is there anything I can do to help? Sure. Um, and then it's not my like it's not my decision. Like we have a legal process for that. And yeah. The legal process already doesn't handle it well. Yeah. There's no Clearly. way. There's no way guys like you or I can handle it well with far less intelligence. But at the end, but how did so Dallas knew about this when they took him on? So maybe mm-hmm. there wasn't much to it. That's the what I'm thinking of. That's because yes. Mark Cuban isn't the type of guy to to let this go. Like like as if they had the Dallas well, ha- didn't have any issues with uh, can you with any. This, can you look this up? Did wasn't there issues with Mark Cuban? That's exactly what I was about office? to say. Oh, that really? they had problems in their own office and within their own organization like with with sexual harassment management. Oh. And he wasn't he wasn't on hands on at the time, and he wasn't paying attention. And, oh. and all, there were a lot of things. The problem is, however, pun intended, uh, not that he was hands on, and uh, that he wasn't hands on. People were hands on in the organization. 
That was an issue. Yeah, we just beat that joke in the mud. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> because Eagle made it off air, and then Terry immediately reacted to it without letting me say it. He's feeding me the joke, Terry. That's how the show works. That's his job. Um, well, maybe if he stopped feeding you. Speaking of jobs, I would I would wait less. <laughs> speaking of uh, jobs, Robert Kraft. Yes, the most famous hand job in the world. Blow job. Well, I mean, hand job. Well, we know is it's it, a hand job for it sure. The, is it the most famous hand job in the world? It has to be at this point. What's a more famous hand job? I'm on it. Yeah. G- give me top five. Okay. You know what? I don't care about your top five list. <laughs> give me top five hand jobs of all time. That's important. That's I gar- a list. I guarantee you there's, there's something on the internet for it. You should not Google this. <laughs> or at least use like a. Don't use the hot sauce work again. Yeah, yeah. Got some Pornhub going uh, on here. <laughs> <laughs> give me a list. Not porn. Give me a list. It's going to be like top five handjob There is an article from Cosmopolitan saying how to give a handjob. Oh, Eagle. You think Shall that there's Cosmopolitan on his list? <laughs> <laughs> um, Number five is keep an eye out for most his sweet famous, spots. Most famous what, sorry? Is sweet spots. Sweet spot. That's good. Feel free to drop in the other four as we go. Uh, Robert Kraft. Most famous handjobs. Do that. Uh, oh, prostate Robert, massage. Robert Kraft is saying that the FBI had previously uh, raided this for a false had raided this for a false bomb threat and used that as a, as a reason to plant the cameras. That's what Robert Kraft's lawyers are saying. That's what his lawyers are saying. Not right. cameras, mics. Mics, microphone, sorry. Uh, then, and Which so happens th- very often. But my guess is because this is a human trafficking case, um, they would have had the warrant to do so anyway, right? And they just use this as an excuse to not alert them so they can... Get, gather more information. Unless they didn't get the warrant, in which Unless, case yeah. it's illegal evidence. Which is what I think that the, what they're going for. But also, so why he would not plead guilty or go for a plea deal? Well, he's going to plead not guilty because okay, so he's rich and old. So and this is like there's a chance that he will ne- like the court case will take longer than the rest of his life. This is, right? this is what bothers he's 77. me. Seventy seven. This is what bothers me about our our our, um, our justice system is that I can have a video. I can I could have put a video in a massage parlor, my bathroom, whatever. I see you murder somebody. The mm-hmm. internet is special. Maybe. Yeah. I see you murder somebody. It was put there illegally. It can't hold up in court because the video because was you put did, up illegally. Because you didn't tell me, so therefore <laughs> I killed somebody. Exactly. It's, so it's tough. It's, it, it's hard to tread on the freedom to do what you like in a certain yeah. space. And then, oh, but this is also illegal. Yeah. <laughs> so we caught you. Do something illegal by illegal means. Exactly. Which is uh, difficult. Fuck it. But anyway, so I think at the end of the day, he's going to get freaking called off. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen to Robert Kraft. He's going to be okay. But that's not the biggest uh, item in the weekend news. And that, with that, we'll get to this week's headlines. By the way, I started watching baseball. It's, I'm enjoying it so long. I love watching baseball. So long. Yeah, yeah. baseball's so fun to watch. Baseball. baseball. So yeah. long. Yeah, I tried. I tried. I got through five innings. But I, I'm enjoying it. I've been watching a lot of yeah. Phillies and Braves, and it's like it's just so long. I haven't caught the DAZN streaming pro, uh, like uh, product. They have a, they have a streaming product which is supposed to be like Red Zone. Colin Gay told us about it last week. I haven't seen it. It's uh, it is available. It okay, is available. so I'm, maybe this weekend I'll check it out. Hey Duke. Yeah, man. Come over and watch baseball. Okay. But the news. <laughs> we don't start with baseball. Unless it's Alex Rodriguez. And his name, unfortunately, not in the news this week. The big news, of course, is Duke going down. Um, you and I had I them it. winning. Yeah. So you didn't know it. I mean, I knew it when the tournament started. Yeah. When they kept winning games by a point. Yeah. <laughs> like everybody else. I think the, I think the, the, the jig was up. 
So I was interested when when we actually got to see, we actually got to talk to Carlin Gay, who knows more about basketball than he's forgotten more about basketball than we'll ever know. Exactly. Um, but we got to speak to him last week, and he told us that he didn't think Duke would win. And on top of that, he said on this show that he thought Coach K couldn't coach anymore. He was done. Um, a lot of the commentators were saying that too, but that it might be his last year. I, well, and, and like we, it never ages. Coaching never ages gracefully, right? Because coaches always have the ego to believe that they're good and they can keep it going, yeah. keep it going. And like you know, we saw Don Shula at the end of his career. We've we've seen it. Uh, we've seen it with countless uh, NFL coaches that really di- coached past their prime and yeah. and and didn't age. Well, although Tom Coughlin's ageless, um, <laughs> he he turned Blake Bortles into something. But yeah, we're seeing it now. We're seeing it now with uh, with uh, with uh, Coach K mm-hmm. and. Well, let's hear in Jay Billis's words, courtesy of ESPN, what Bilas? he thought, what he thought happened, and why Duke lost this game. Cam Reddish didn't play uh, against Virginia Tech, why? a team they were very familiar with. Uh, but they, they uh, Duke always found a way to make plays at the end of the game. But at the end of the game against Michigan State, the last three possessions, Zion Williamson didn't touch the ball. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not that that R.J. Barrett or or other players can't make those plays. <sighs> But I think toward the end of the game, you always want to have the ball in the hands of your best player if you can. And I think if you had a do-over, you'd want Zion Williamson to touch the ball more mm-hmm. in the closing seconds of the game. Uh, uh, listen, I'm not a, I've never been a basketball guy. I've, I've watched it my entire life. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan, a huge fan. That's why I'm on the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't think that Zion is more um, – responsible with the ball than R.J. Barrett is. Cam Reddish not being there, that's a good point. It doesn't help. It doesn't help. And Cam Reddish will probably be back next year. The, the thing is, so I will agree that whether you have R.J. Barrett or you have Zion Williamson, yeah. if two of the top three players in the country with the ball in their hands at the end of the game, Absolutely. the thing is you have R.J. Barrett going to the basket and trying to make a play at the basket and getting fouled. Yeah. So Bad luck, why would you have if – you, if you're designing a player to go to the basket, why wouldn't you have your most powerful player doing it? Uh, yeah, okay, so about that. I, when I was watching the game, I noticed that the, the, the way that they were playing Zion defensively was insane. Mm-hmm. Like they always had two bodies on him all the time, arms up. It was almost – there were times where it was almost impossible for Zion to even get close to the basket. But you're, you're, the, the, you're, the, you're, the, you're the best coach in the history of but Michigan But State, Michigan State – played an amazing game and I feel like they're they're not getting any credit whatsoever for this amazing defensive oh, strategy that they had. Absolutely. Look, they did what what Taco was supposed to do and did to a degree. Ta- Taco did. To a degree. Like like Zion still had a great game. Yeah, 32 Michigan points. Absolutely. Absolutely made his life uh, yeah. a living hell for the entire duration of that game. Yeah, absolutely. Um the thing I will say watching that game in entirety, my issue with coach K is not even the last 2 minutes is their offense, they didn't have an offensive strategy. They didn't have offensive play calls. No, they didn't. It was a series of isolations where they would take turns. It reminded me of the first season of the Miami Heat where it was like, LeBron, this is your turn on isolation. D-Wade, this is your turn on isolation. Yeah. Chris Bosh, this is your turn. And Carlin Gate, again, last week talked about how Chris Bosh had to change his game to fit and adapt that system. Coach K did nothing to make any of these great players adapt their system for this tournament. It's true. It's a very good point. I mean, I just can't. You can't blame him too much, though, in the sense that RJ Bear did miss some some shots, but he had made some really important shots at the end of the game, and I, and I still feel like that game was a lot closer. Uh, it really it really came down to a couple a couple of different shots. Like they got lucky two two rounds in a row, 
Like they they could have easily been kicked out of the tournament like weeks ago. Yeah, but that's the whole point of the tournament. And right? that's the thing people Everything constantly forget. The they they, they con- look. I get it. Uh, Coach K has won I think two two uh, championships. Uh, at, I I think I think that's what he won. No, the last one. Not. No, he's I been think to it's the two. final four twice in the last fifteen years. Yeah, and right. he's won both of them. He's but won he's won. But he's won two. And it's been a while. Thing is, a lot of people they they tend to forget how grueling that schedule is. There's a lot. There's a lot depending on that on one specific team, and and it's so hot and cold. Like I've watched so many teams go to get so hot in it's the. Also, uh, it's also not like football, right? Correct. It's hard. It's no, but it's hard. Like it's hard to no, strategize like the, the against these teams. The playoff system isn't like football at all. So, like, if you look at Alabama, yeah. just to say, oh, you're you talking at, about college, college, football. yeah, college football. Yeah. yeah. If you look at Alabama. If they entered a 16-man tournament every year, they wouldn't win. They wouldn't have as many championships as they do. So that's that's my comparison: is that Duke enters does well, they'll win the ACC, whatever. But they won't if they get into the tournament. They're playing against teams that are just as good as oh them. Oh my they god, never absolutely! Because I I feel like if they would have been matched up against Texas Tech, they would have had problems. Against Gonzaga, they would have had problems. They would have had problems against pretty much everyone across the board. I think so too. You know, anyway. they had problems against UCF, and and UCF wasn't exactly a great team UCF outside of Taco Fall. Almost closed it right at the end. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And the team before was that's too far back. Too far back. Let's it move was, forward. Uh, <laughs> Let's move forward. Was it VCU? No. It was, it was not in this it was, I think it was Virgi- Virginia Tech. No, Virginia Tech Virginia was Tech. after. Virginia Tech. So, but I let's let's move forward into the tournament yeah. because that's the past. <laughs> um, is this the f- is this the worst case scenario for the Final Four for the NCAA? No, why? Why would it? Well, be because the big the, the blue bloods aren't there. Kentucky's not there. Uh, the big story is like people that didn't care about college basketball tuned in to watch. Zion Williamson. Sure, team. they watched him a lot. We spent we spent three weeks, we talking spent a month talking about Zion Williamson. Nah, that's fine. He blew up a shoe, and that's nah, all we talked about. I'm okay. I almost want to put like his shoe deal in the script today. I think that Michigan State has a big storyline. Auburn has a huge storyline. Uh, talk about Virginia has a really good storyline. The way they've been playing, Diakite and DeAndre Hunter. I mean, I love the, all the storylines that we're getting now. And well, DeAndre I'm kind of bored of the whole Zion shit. DeAndre Hunter has even been sort of spotty a little bit. Yeah, he, tournament. he was. A, he had in foul trouble. I feel like his game. best game is yet to happen, yeah, exactly. right? So, like, if you're betting, it's coming now. It's the time. Yeah. Uh, I, Texas Tech is a team I had going uh, far, losing mm-hmm. uh, to, Duke. And, to Duke yeah. in, uh, in the Final Four. So <laughs> I'm wrong, but I had them going far. I, I actually like Texas Tech a lot. They shoot so many threes. They they set a historic rate for a for a. Uh, like a top tier team yeah. in shooting three pointers in an NCAA basketball season, which yeah. is crazy. Which nice. is uh, teams usually at this level, it's not the NBA. You have big, fast, powerful guys that other teams don't have, so you use it to your advantage. Texas Tech, they defend well and they have a good offense. I I think this might be the Red Raiders season. You think so? I think so. Uh, I don't. See I'm anybody, really I don't see anybody being beating Virginia. That guy, uh, Kyle uh, Guy, whatever his name is. There. I'm so, how did Virginia score 80 points? Purdue, check yourself. But that's what I'm saying. It's like it's crazy. They, they had to because uh, that guy, that dude Edwards, was just like he's pouring it everywhere from anywhere. He, he literally, not, I, I swear, I he was Canadian, but he's he, not. He could have pulled up from our, from my house and he would have hit a three. No yeah. problem. It was crazy. He was, but like, he was on fire. What a mental error he did at the end there. Yeah, yeah. to give it to well, just too uh, too to much climb. of the game. Too much of the game was was on him. Yeah. But like they set up the play right away to his hands with twelve seconds left in their own zone. Like it wasn't the, the other guy didn't even bring it up, set it up. Like, everybody knew it was going to him, so they just said, fuck it, give it to him right away. 
Let him pass. So the best thing, the best part about this tournament so far is watching Duke fans fans cry. I know. I find that is it's there's there's nothing yeah. better for me than that yeah. in life. So that here, and Patriots fans cry. I was so times. like I was so <laughs> torn because I loved honestly just the, the the type of basketball Zion Williamson and Barrett and RJ Barrett play. Yeah. And Cam Reddish fine when he plays. When he plays. Just the way they play, it's like a bit of a throwback. We don't see that a ton yeah. anymore. And so it was fun to watch. But then I was like, okay, well, it's win-win because we get to laugh at Duke fans, yeah. which is the best thing. It's the only type of d- discrimination that's still allowed in North America today. <laughs> the only time. Ever. Uh, that and making fun of Mike McCarthy. Absolutely. Mike McCarthy crying all over the place. Why? He couldn't pack up his stuff and leave like a gentleman. He was saying that he was disappointed in how he was fired. I love this, by the way. Coaches, coaches do this all the time. They're not happy with their treatment on the way out, but yeah, we'll cut a player mercilessly at any point in the season. They'll bring you in, yeah, into the room, yeah. Uh, so, um, bye. You're, we're, we've decided to cut you because you really have to rip off, rip it off like a bandaid, right? So we we decided to cut you. But the thing is, for coaches, it's different because they don't have thirty-two teams to pick from. You know what I mean? Well, I guess the teams have to pick him. So the thing is, coaches' ca- contracts are largely guaranteed. Players' contracts are largely not guaranteed. No, not for, yeah, a smaller percentage. Uh, then we look at my favorite is is, and I always do this. I'll go back to college coaches. College coaches, they get they don't allow their players to transfer. They they penalize them by 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 forcing them to sit out of the year. But if they leave to go to another team, they can it's coach fine. the next. Not year. all fine. teams. Not all teams. I understand. It's becoming more and more regular for for for. There's teams actually too. a lot of coaching changes now in college basketball too. Uh-huh. A coach from. Uh, uh, from from the Hurricanes, the uh, the Miami Hurricanes, he chose he went with Temple first, and then uh, Man- Manny and then Diaz. Manny Diaz. No basketball. The, basketball. Um, what's his name? So while you think of that, I just want to. I wonder. I want to. Silence without. He's going to Texas A and M. Mike McCarthy is Loki going the through a. Uh, he's going Loki going through a midlife crisis. I'll just oh. read you this. Mike McCarthy, who is still living in Green Bay in the Green Bay area, intends to to be a head coach in, Jeez, in 2020. Um, has installed a high-tech video system in his home office and is delving into video research and data analysis in order to reimagine his office in, in, in anticipation for his next job. That, to me, sounds like a head, crisi- uh, a head crisis. Head crisis. <laughs> for a, a head, head coach. coach crisis. Eagle, you're a Packers fan. How did you feel about reading Eagle, you're a, Pac- a Packers fan? Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, does No, 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 no. Fuck off. Oh, okay. <laughs> Does he need all that video technology to stop writing ISO routes? <laughs> it's, it was the most frustrating thing in the world is they keep making receivers look like great players. Devontae Adams, stop telling me he's a great player. He's, he's a not. good player. He's a he's fine a, player. He's a good, he's a very good player. Aaron Rodgers makes look incredible. Jordy Nelson was a good player. Maybe. Or was he just throwing to a shopping cart who is <laughs> always open because Aaron Rodgers can get a shopping cart open? <laughs> Probably. Pretty much. Like, no, Mike Jordy's a good receiver. Mike McCarthy got Maybe. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> we have no proof other than when he was with Aaron Rodgers. Devontae Adams is to the Packers as Cole Beasley was to the, the Cowboys. No. No, because that was more important. Is not, is he was not. more Devontae Adams is more important than Cole Beasley was. I don't think so. I think it's anyone in that role. Yeah. The number That's one receiver yeah. in, in Green Bay system where if you can it's, so I, I, it's the equivalent of me. What about the years? So they I'm learning how to dance. What about the years they had Jennings? Uh, what did all Donald of them Dri- do? Donald Driver. Like? Donald Driver. What did Driver do? They Driver. all left at 35 years old and were terrible. At 35, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> so I'm learning how to dance. Terry, Eagle, how how hot are you for Matt Lafleur, that new coach? Huh? I mean, I don't like the running game when you have Rodgers, so we'll see. But but no, I'm just saying because he's hot, and I know you, I know you find I know you find him gorgeous. I take a few shots. Tell us, man. Tell us. So I'm learning how to dance. 
I've realized why I can't dance. You can't. I hit my mark. My feet always go to where they're supposed to do, and then everybody doesn't know what to do. I feel like those are Aaron Rodgers' receivers. Just get to the spot, and the ball will hit you. It doesn't matter how you get uh, there. you got to give the receivers some credit. I will not, because there's no evidence that they're good. <laughs> Well, they there's, caught no the evidence, ball. there's no evidence that when they leave there, they're any good. But they caught Name the ball. One. They caught the Name ball. one. They caught it. Valdez Scantling is a guy who couldn't, <laughs> who probably couldn't play in the AAF, which is folding, which we'll get to. <laughs> and he's a guy who, for two weeks, Aaron Rodgers made a story that had our podcast existed that we would have freaked out about. So Aaron Rodgers is... Uh, How many times did you masturbate to Valdez Scantling? <laughs> I mean, once I found out who he was. It's a great name, by the way. <laughs> it is. Top five name. So Aaron Rodgers has this way of making the third receiver, the third tight end on his team look good. Yeah. Just by floating it. He had, a, he had a fat guy wearing 82 one year, and like he caught like 60 passes. Not 60. Whatever. Relax. I know, for real, man. The hate. What's the, where, are we, where are we with the top five hand jobs? Oh, top five hand jobs. I'm sorry. I, 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 I fell into a rabbit hole of porn. So. <laughs> Eagle, Cosmopolitan. Man, number four. Um... Well, I'm trying to find a good one because number four wasn't that great. I can't think of any uh, inside a movie. I'm looking at Eagle Screen and it's just like dildos. It says, use both hands. If you've exhausted the one-hander, you can still get all fancy with two hands. Morse, who is the author of this article, says uh, to try the two-handed twist, which is when you stack both hands on a uh, shaft, one on top of the I'm other. I'm going to tell you this. Twist your hands slowly. You don't need to be the nobody, nobody in this room. Nobody in this room needs two hands. Right. Depends on the hands. It's a very good point. I'm pretty sure Mike McCarthy's extra mad because of how gorgeous his replacement is. Because, like, I would, I don't. Because <laughs> Mike McCarthy looks like a guy who sh- feels healthy after he showers. <laughs> so, because if I see a, a if I see that. someone who's vertically challenged, yeah, with someone who's like regular sized, like I'm not gonna judge. No, absolutely not. So it'll look bigger. Insurance, sure. right there. But I remember the time that the Raiders that hired Dennis Allen. I was so convinced he was going to be that he was going to change everything. Dennis Allen's a good-looking guy too. He's a good-looking guy. The one thing I find interesting here, you said it's maybe because uh, Lafleur is a better-looking coach. But there was the rumors that McCarthy was interested in the Jets position, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe he's upset that they took Adam Gaze, who mm. you can argue is not better-looking than McCarthy, and actually yeah, looks crazy. It's not arguing; it's just facts. But at the end of the it's day, it's not even. At the end of the day, subjective. Mike McCarthy had a very very successful career. Yes. Because of Aaron Rodgers. He won a Super Bowl and Favre. Yeah, okay. So you've been giving well, he didn't have Favre two for Greek quarterbacks long. for a couple years. Fixed Favre. He fixed Favre. By getting and then Favre unfixed himself. himself. <laughs> um, so yeah, fuck Mike McCarthy. So from the green of the Packers. He's going to be in the NFL again. Just depends on it. From the green of the Packers to the green of the Jets to the green, the most important green, the green <sighs> jacket. The yes. Masters is this weekend. You and I, unfortunately, are doing... It's next weekend. No, it's next weekend. Sorry, you're yeah. correct. You and I realized we're doing 28 hours of play-by-play. Yes. That weekend. It's terrible. For flag football. For a recreational league. Recreational flag football league. Which means that how much we'll be streaming on our phones. How many bad choices do we make <laughs> on a continual basis? Uh, this podcast is one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Working for that flag league is two. Missing the Masters is the most important the one. third. And we're not going to be able to drink. I can't hear it. Well, I'll be drinking the entire time. I can hear it from the from your computer. It's not in the system, though. Are there uh, any? Th- is there anything about the Masters that has you hyped already two weeks out? Uh, no, I just like I just like uh, Sunday. Sunday for me is uh, it's always a fun day. I it never is. really got into it, but it's fun to like sit down and you know f- wait, fall asleep, wake up. Oh, let me drink a bit. I find it is the best television package. Really? I get. I am more excited about the Masters every year than I am the Super Bowl. Can I just pause this to say you could have sent me this track and I could have played it during this instead of hovering your mic over your speakers. Sorry, boys. Awful audio quality. 
Awful article. What so is this, amateur hour? The, the news, and we'll do it this week, and next week we'll get into actual master stories, but let's do the obligatory tiger story. Uh, <laughs> does Tiger have a chance? Yeah, absolutely. Because? Because he's <laughs> playing in it. <laughs> Fair. So by statistically, because he's so there, I don't he know. Chance. I don't know. I, what's, what are his odds? What are they giving him? Uh, who's I'm number I'm one? On I'm on it. I'm on it. Who's number one? Kucher? No. No. Who'd be number one? Ricky Fowler? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm, I'm on it, boys. Keep going. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't placed my bets yet, so <laughs> I don't know. But I, I've, I mean, it's gonna be like the 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 regular guys are always gonna be on top. But got it. Yeah, go. Roy McIlroy is eight. Uh, he's uh, say Roy's he's high. Eight, uh, eight, eight for one. Okay. Huh? Eight to one. Eight to eight one. Eight to one. I, was, I was trying to find the word in between. Eight for one. Sorry, guys. Murray <laughs> uh, McIlroy is eight to one. The Dustin Johnson is ten to one. Uh, Tiger Woods is twelve to one. Brooks Kepka is fourteen to one. Justin Rose is fourteen to one. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau is sixteen to one. Where's, Justin Thompson. Where's Rick Fowler? Ricky Fowler. Ricky Fowler. I was getting to him next. Sixteen to one. And yeah, John Ram. And finally, Francesco Molinari. Ooh, twenty to one. Twenty to one. Twenty to one. That's a nice bet, actually. Or or for twenty uh, from one. I think I'm. I think I'm gonna put money on uh, Ricky Fowler, sixteen to one. I mean, it's not bad odds. It's it's a, it'd be a tough. It's a tough field for him to win in and a tough tournament for him to win in. Yeah, I feel like Dustin Johnson's become the new uh, Phil Mickelson. Oh, that's a good. Just point, yeah. sort of falls apart. The uh, like, I don't believe in choking forever, in sports. Forever, uh, always a bridesmaid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I don't believe <laughs> in choking in sports so much, just because. No, because in a lot of team sports, it's hard to believe the reason that something happened was because the pressure of that moment was too yeah. great. Golf and free throws are where that ha- golf free throws and field goals are where th- is where that happens. Mm-hmm. Even field goals, there's too many other factors. There's weather, there's the hold, there's the snap. Uh, yeah. So you it, it, this those are the only two places where mental frailty frailty play in. And but, I hate. But to me, as a kicker, you're paid to do one thing. Yeah, but if you're if the snap comes in late, that adjust. Then they were paid for one thing. Long <laughs> snapper is also paid for one thing. Choke, yeah, I'm not saying. And we don't choke. ever know wh- where it's wrong, right? It's well, because the guy won't be in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Did you guys hear about the story about uh, Phil Mickelson telling country star Jake Owen to go fuck himself? No, please. Okay, so uh, Phil Mickelson and Jake Owen were both at uh, Roy Mac- Roy McElroy's. Who's Jake? Uh, Owen? He's he's a country star. Yeah, he's it. at a wedding, and basically uh, Jake uh, Jake Owen told uh, Phil Mickelson, "You owe me thirty dollars." Because that special that you put out was absolutely awful, and I wasted my money on that. And uh, to which Phil Mickelson told him to go fuck himself, and later came back with a, oh, with yeah. a lot of cash and threw money at him. He's basically like, this, I won this last weekend, and he threw him $90,000. Yeah. Yeah. It must be nice. He definitely doesn't have podcast money. That's, uh, like us. that's, uh, that's um, Al Niverson's stripper money. <laughs> yeah. I will say this about Jake Owen, though. His wife is a dime piece. Him too. Well done, Jim. Yeah, he's... Country stars these days have to be attractive. This is just the way it works. Gone are the days of Johnny Cash. <laughs> the NHL playoffs are right around the race. Uh, right around the corner. Right around well, the race. Ra- <laughs> right around the race. <laughs> We're having problems that they Right around the race. And uh, out of the race is our beloved Montreal Canadiens. No, not yet. Mm. Not, not yet. yet. Not yet. They're basically... They're one point out. They no, are actually they're not, not basically, basically out. They're not at all okay. basically in. They are extremely in the running. So, okay. so I left. I misread that article. <laughs> Oops. Okay. So there's three teams left in the East. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you looked at the information I put on the I screen, did. I, honestly, I started the morning with an article about the Canadians. <laughs> I and that was the only thing that blanked. I, and I, I it was I it was either wrong. wrong or I read it wrong. So there's three teams left in the East: are Columbus, Carolina, and Montreal. Mm-hmm. Carolina's in the lead, 
uh, there's three, two out of those three teams are going to make the wild card. Carolina has eight ninety five points. The uh, Habs have ninety four, and Columbus has ninety four. Tiebreaker is on what they call the row, which is basically wins and overtime wins. Regulation. Uh, Regulation and overtime and wins. Overtime wins yeah. So right now, Montreal is the last in that category. Yeah, so even if they tie Columbus, which is currently the case, they're last. If they tie... Which is why that big, the game against Columbus last week was... Also, big, also Columbus has uh, two more wins than Montreal. Does. Yes, exactly. In general. So Montreal plays uh, Thursday night at Washington and then Toronto in Montreal. Columbus plays at New York and at Ottawa on Friday and oh, Saturday night. And Carolina Ottawa. plays, I think it's uh, at New Jersey on Thursday and then at Philadelphia, Philadelphia on Saturday. So basically Montreal had the worst thing happen to them is where they're the only team out of these three teams that are actually playing playoff teams. So And they're playing Toronto. like They always do the last game of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're also playing... Who are they playing? Uh, Washington. Washington. That's not fun. But they just beat Tampa Bay. Yeah, and Tampa Bay had a backup goal. But imagine imagine Montreal kind of getting 98 points. They can get 98. They can have 98 points and still make the playoffs. So and on the other side, here's the simplest scenario for Montreal. They're basically chasing Columbus. So they need to have a better record on the next two games than Columbus will in their two games. That's the easiest way to fret. Yeah, if you get three out of four and they get two yeah. out of four. Yeah, the other way is Carolina tanks their games and Montreal manages to jump them somehow. Somehow. But that won't happen. Carolina is really good. Yeah, so the thing is. Um, now I'm remembering the article. Given what they have left to play, and given Carolina and Columbus is cl- uh, yeah, the cl- odds, it, it, it's the odds. Odds makers are not kind to Montreal in this case, uh, so they're alive. Yeah, but it's unlikely. Sorry, I paraphrased wrong. We do a lot of news items on <laughs> Wednesdays. Um, and on the west side, you have uh, Arizona is fighting with uh, sorry, Colorado. Um, but they're four points behind, so it looks like Colorado's going to stay. Yeah, and they lost a they lost a bad one last night, and um, both teams managed to win ahead of them. So they're, they they look like they're. Out. I think that uh, I think that Phoenix is out by like a good four points. It's, doesn't look doesn't look likely for them. That's it. And they fell apart in that in that third period. It was just like it, it seemed bizarre for a team chasing a playoff spot. Yeah, to play that poorly in the third period. So, what do you think, Duke? Who's going to make it in Montreal, Columbus? Um, I honestly don't think the Canadians are going to make it in. I just feel like what's happening now is that Columbus has a much easier uh, schedule, whereas like the the Canadians have to essentially play two pretty strong playoff teams going into the playoffs, and usually those are those are games that that these teams never take off. Uh, Montreal's going to pull a Claude Julien special and miss the playoffs by one point. Yeah. Oh yeah, that is that is his special. It's his, yeah. be his, it's his third MO? time in the last five years. It's it's, it's the biggest uh, blue balls you'll ever have. Um, I hope they don't make the playoffs. Right, Ca- counterculture, Terry. No, I hope they in don't the make the playoffs. He, I'm a I'm a season ticket holder. I want. I know you say every episode you're a season ticket financially, holder. Financially, he's trying to sell tickets on air. Yeah, <laughs> I want this? tickets. I got them. Financially, I want them to make the playoffs. Right, but I don't want them as a fan. I don't want them to make the playoffs because. I'd rather them get that much percentage of a better draft. Pick. Where where are your seats located? They're in uh, the whites. Okay. The, the best thing Center about the, this seats. iteration of the Canadians is that they did not invest heavily to make the playoffs. So if they miss, not a big deal. But they knew they were going for next year. And if you look at what they're bringing in, they just signed Paling. Uh, they're going to sign Suzuki. Um, <laughs> Duke, Duke, just, Duke just ripped ass. <laughs> you fucker. Yeah. Uh, so what, what you're saying is, so yeah, as we've been saying this next whole year. time, Mark Benjamin got lucky. 
No. And continue to get lucky. We'll be back. Why is he lucky? After this. No, I like Bridgman. We have a great interview on tap. It's yes, a fight night. We're talking to Emilio Greco of in be, if, uh, Between the Rounds. In Between Rounds. In Between Rounds, uh, his podcast. Uh, just a great listen. Episode one uh, recently posted. Uh, he was on Concordia CGLO Radio before that with his show. Uh, really interesting guy. Looking forward to talk to him. We'll get to him next. Mark Bejevay, super lucky. <laughs> and we're back. I'm Peace. still. I haven't changed. I'm the same person. Please change. Nope. I'm amazing. Uh, joined, of course, by uh, my co-host, Terry. Because we couldn't find talent uh, in between the segments of this podcast, but we are joined now yes. by Emilio Greco of In Between Rounds. Uh, you nailed it, Pete. Absolutely. Great podcast. Um, <laughs> you started w- with University Radio, right? Yeah. Uh, started start off on uh, on a radio. Got an opportunity while I was fighting. Got couple injuries and uh was blessed enough uh, to to start a radio show and then ever since then uh, things just started taking a crazy turn uh note from the producer hi emilio how are you <laughs> <laughs> are oh, you well guys, <laughs> <laughs> that's from our producer eagle at master control he really cares how you're doing um i'm curious i'm a big fan of old school boxing uh i was Fortunate enough to be because you're old, old enough to uh, have enjoyed the run of Tyson and and the tail end of George Foreman's career, uh, yeah. watching Lennox Lewis, watching yeah. uh, Evander Holyfield. Mm-hmm. Will boxing ever regain its uh, quote unquote glory days? Sure. Uh, yeah, honestly, you know, if you asked me that like about like a year or two years ago, I probably would probably say no, but. I think right now the, the talent that there is in boxing, you know, I think a lot of people are blindsided. You know, there's Wilder, there's Fury, there's Anthony Joshua, there's uh, Triple G, Canelo. Um, there's um, so many, so many names and so many different weight classes. Uh, yeah. The Charlo twins, you know, there's so many stars and exciting, exciting fights. You know, I could just go down the list, and uh, I, I think it's, I think it's gonna come back. You know, I think it's definitely gonna come back as, as skill wise. You, you're seeing the top of the top right now, you know. Um, obviously, you know, in, in any sport, right, you're going to talk about hockey, you're going to talk about soccer. You're always going to bring in those old school guys like, uh, could, could this guy beat this guy? You know, it's two different times, two different eras, but I think right now it's the most competitive era. And I think boxing, uh, especially after, you know, the, the Floyd Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor, the, a lot of people are now looking into boxing, which, you know, it, it should have been always looking at the box even prior to that fight, but now, like I said, there's so many names and so many in- intriguing fights that I think boxing is going to get there. I think they have to change the rules, change the promotion, and stop making these stupid draws and, you know, yeah. these stupid scenarios happen. But besides that, I think it's definitely going to come back stronger stronger than ever. Yeah, I mean, it's boxing is always going to be – this is the conspiracy theorist coming out again. Jesus Christ, it's worst. always going to be corrupt, okay? <laughs> but they – need, They need a singular body looking over the – looking over the sport, exactly is, there's way too many organizations there's yeah. way too much money involved mm-hmm. uh the money you're not going to get rid of but there's money w- that's out of my pocket exactly on yeah. a constant basis so at the end of the day i mean you're looking at when you look at uh, triple g and canelo's first fight that it went to a draw was complete bullshit and then you look at the uh wilder fury fight i mean i guess again the same thing but at the end of the oh. day at the end of the day it's boxing is always gonna be corrupt and if we're looking at if we're looking at up and coming, boxing is not what it was, but it is getting there. Mm-hmm. And you look at the young guys. You mentioned Emilio. You mentioned uh, 
the Charlo brothers, you know, not a lot of people know who they are, but they're fucking amazing. Yeah. You know, Errol Spence too. Uh, Lomachenko to me is probably the best boxer I've ever seen, you know, for with only 13 mm-hmm. professional fights, but 4 million amateur fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the next up and coming guy that you, that you like? Oh man, there's a, I, I, I like, I, I was, I liked Mikey Garcia, you know, he was, yeah. uh, especially with his family, he had a big, uh, big, big upcoming, uh, with his brother and his family. And, you know, it's it's crazy because you have Earl Spence and Garcia. They had to fight. You know, you yeah. have these multiple time world champions, and uh, you know it's unfortunate because one of these guys have to lose. And for me, I really thought that Garcia was gonna be you know the next wave. Even though that Earl Spence Jr. it was a complete domination on his part, but I really believe that him um, he was really gonna pass the wave. Also, uh, like I said, the Charlo twins, man. Charlo twins are some man. They're crazy. Man. They're monsters. It's, it's a, it's yeah, it's pretty cool that you see brothers, you know, especially twins, yeah. get into the fight game and the the hype that they bring to it. Like you said, Lomachenko, man, this guy's, you know, he's not even at twenty fights yet professionally, but he had a hundred fights amateur. This guy is um, his story is telling too. I think he's gonna bring a, a a lot of a lot of eyes into boxing too, especially when you start learning about his background that his father took him out of boxing yeah. for years just for Ukrainian dancing, and that's why yeah. he has that footwork, you know. Uh, it's crazy. I, I think a lot of these guys, uh, even um, Gervonta, uh, Tank Davis, man, this guy too, uh, under under Mayweather, you know, him, uh, he's a crazy knockout artist. So uh, guys like these guys, you have to really watch out for. Gervonta Davis is a lot of hype coming around him. And I think that the hype, I don't think his talent matches up against the hype, but he's still a great fighter. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I just think that he's been pumped up as the next guy, but there's so many other guys. You talked about Mikey Garcia, one of my favorite fighters. Um, mm-hmm. But he went up against Errol Spence, and Errol Spence is a uh, much bigger, and that's why he won. You know, I mean, if you yeah. look at the fight, it was just a domination. He's a much bigger guy. Uh, who's the best pound for pound? If I had to ask you at this point, to me, I don't know. I got to think about it. I'll wait for your answer first. You asked him. Let him answer the next question. Go, Emilio. No, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm interested. Man. I'm interested. Go ahead. I'm definitely interested. In who you think? Uh, so my best. I mean, it's either Crawford or Lomachenko. And if I look at Lomachenko, what he's done against who at his size, I have to give it to him. But there's still, I mean, there's still so many other guys. But I'm, I'm going to say Crawford or Lomachenko. Yeah, man, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of guys in the, the pound for pound list, man. It's, uh, it, it's, it's always tough, even for MMA, for boxing, it's tough because you have like, like guys like Lomachenko. Like, yeah, he, he's pound for pound, but you, does pound for pound mean how, how skillful you are as a fighter? Uh, you know, how much noise you bring or it's the type of guys that you've beaten, you know. Yeah. You have a guy like Wilder, you know, he's knocked out guys that have incredible power, but, you know, the whole fight with Fury maybe would have sidetracked him. But then, mm. hey, Fury could be pound for pound, but the only guy he really beat, you know, was Klitschko that was a big-name guy. Same thing for Joshua was kind of Klitschko. So it's kind of hard to top the top, but a guy that I always admire watching and um, even for bo- guys coming into boxing, I always say watch Lomachenko. You know, watching him, you're going to learn a lot of, about boxing. You're going to learn a lot about movement, uh, distance, and you're going to learn a lot about footwork. And it's a, it's a crazy thing. If you want to get into boxing, watch this guy. So uh, it's hard to say pound for pound, but a guy that I really admire watching is Lomachenko for yeah, sure. And, and Fury and Wilder for sure. Yeah. So we're with Emilio Greco, host of... In between, In between rounds, rounds podcast. <laughs> you fucking terrible. <laughs> I, I I was getting there, man. It's great. In between the rounds. I kept saying in between the rounds. Sometime where the rounds are. <laughs> where the rounds occur. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, it's been, it's a great podcast. Uh, you've had I got into doing this because it got me the opportunity to talk to some very interesting people, uh, yourself yeah. included, Emilio. Who are some of the most interesting guests you've had on your show? Oh wow, uh, man! Every every guest that comes on, you you always learn something new about them, and uh, you know, as coming as a former fighter and. Uh, there's there's a lot of guys I admire and you know um, my first ever guest Gary Goodrich who was in uh, the, oh, the yeah. first couple of fights in UFC you know he was in Pride he oh, he's an amazing man. guy too you know he was an amazing guy to talk to and um, you know uh, Bruce Buffer having him twice on the show was something incredible too what a knowledgeable guy what a a kind hearted guy too uh, Boss Rutan Dan Hardy um, Stipe Miocic when he just won the title came on the oh, show and that was. <laughs> <laughs> Terry's, Terry's got in a giant direction. Yeah. Holy fuck! That, yeah, that, that that was a surreal moment. You know, I I think two mo- two moments that were kind of a surreal moments when Stipe won the belt. He came on the show and we were talking, and it was kind of like I'm talking to the baddest man on the planet Earth, and it it, it was just sinking in. And also when uh, I was talking to Robert Whitaker, you know, I had to be up at four in the morning because Australian time trying to communicate with each other but yeah when, when he i think he just defended it off romero for the first time we spoke and it was just giving chills because he was just you know he's just a cool guy he's just yeah. a regular guy but you know he went to wars knockout guys you know he's a phenomenal athlete and uh you know there's so many guys i think also to add the um, the guest i was scared of the most is when i spoke to naganu before he fought alistair that was the scariest conversation i ever had because you like he calls like Hey, what's up? I'm like, like, who is this? You know, he's like, I'm it's Francis Nagano. I'm like, oh, Francis? I'm like, uh, hey, man. And like, you hear in his voice that this guy could, you know, uh, you. can knock tear you your out. Part, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Move <laughs> all of your limbs. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a presence. But like, um, a lot of guys, uh, Boss Rutin, uh came on the show a couple of times. We, we talk um, outside the show too. He's an amazing guy. So every guest that comes on, man, it's uh uh, it, it, it always just leaves you uh, in awe because these are guys you you look up to. These are idols, and um, you know it, it doesn't matter who. Uh, everyone just everyone coming on the show is just an honor. Even when I had my my podcast a couple of weeks ago with Sandro Fair and, and Ariel Gallagher, you know people like that just admire you and just make you love the sport. You're just showing off. Like, you're just <laughs> flexing yeah, on us at this point. So okay, you, so you spoke to Steve. I love Steve, man. I always I think he's one of the best for sure. And you talked about mm-hmm. him being the baddest man on the planet. Mm-hmm. What do you th- what do you how do you feel that he's not getting another shot now that he lost his belt he was the he's the best heavyweight considerably of all time what how do you feel mm-hmm. that he's that he's not getting the shot Oh man it's uh it's it's disappointing because you see a lot of fighters you know the champions where they lose the belt and they get an automatic rematch yeah. you know like Cody like Cody Garbrandt beat Dominic Cruz didn't defend his belt uh well he went right away to TJ got knocked out by TJ and right away got a, yeah. a title shot you know, he never defended the belt once, and he got an immediate rematch. We has mm-hmm. Stipe, who set the record, and he, he's trying hard to get the rematch, but DC's just it's, – it's it's bad because you have a guy at DC who just wants money. You know, he's retiring um, probably by the end of the year or next year, and he just wants some money fight. So, unfortunately, Stipe is just um, a hardcore fighter. He doesn't care about the media. He doesn't care about the recognition. He just wants to fight. And, and um, it, it, yeah, it's very yeah, it's very sad that he can't get uh, that it's rematch because DC wants to fight guys like Brock Lesnar and maybe John Jones along the line. So yeah, I feel, uh, I feel for the guy for sure. Emilio, uh, as as you know, 
I'm the oldest fight fan in the room just because I'm the oldest in the room. <laughs> but the reason I, I, I've had this burning question in my mind for years at this point, and I want to know your thoughts on this. Who's yeah. the actual hero? Cobra Kai or Daniel Russo? Oh, fuck off. <laughs> well, man, from watching How I Met Your Mother and like, watching <laughs> Gordon Spinson, man, you, you kind of go for, for Lawrence and the Cobra Kais. Yeah. But, uh, they dedicate the, their life to the craft. And this <laughs> douchebag. Yeah. This douchebag Russo comes by. Oh, by the way, I learned this stupid move. It's probably illegal, by the way. <laughs> the hell out of here which doesn't even make sense because he stands on one leg and then he flips back it doesn't even work doesn't he, doesn't he kick with the the leg that's broken, broken yeah <laughs> bullshit hey, man, it, it's, it's weird because every time i watch that movie my hatred of daniel russo grows yeah, each yeah, time i watch it because like this guy comes in out of new jersey doesn't know how to fight <laughs> and he's going against a black belt multiple time champion yeah talking shit you know trying to pull pranks on him in school like, come on, Daniel. He was a bully. You don't yeah, he was a bully. And you know he what? He was a bully, yes. yes I've never was. I've never respected New Jersey, and now I realize why. Because of Daniel goddamn Russo. Uh, Damn you, for Rough Macho. You fucking bite your tongue. There's a lot of people that came out of New Jersey. Okay. Bruce Nobody Bruce. cares about any of them. Because <laughs> New Jersey is nothing but a strip ball. New Jersey is the strip ball of the universe. But I remember watching. Uh, I remember watching Karate Kid for the first time and thinking, "Man, these corporate guys—they didn't do anything that bad. Yeah, they, they just know, defended themselves. No, and, and like he just came into their dojo the first yeah. time and just interrupted their lesson for no reason. Yeah, for no fucking. Just being a jerk. Yeah, yeah, he did. He interrupted the lesson. Macho. Also, maybe, uh, maybe uh, he was trained by an alcoholic. You know, bit problematic in 2019. How about you be more responsible around children? What's next for you and your podcast? Well, you have me oh, on. man. And anything like uh, I, I just, I just go with the flow. And um, any, anyone that I find, you know, just uh, interesting in the game, uh, I go and you know, I, I know a lot of amateurs right now that are um, that are going pro. I know a lot of pro guys are now getting signed by the UFC. So I'm just, I'm just spectating as a fan right now. I'm just enjoying what what mixed martial arts is is bringing. And uh, when the time is right for me to ask somebody to come on the show, I'll, I'll do it. But you know, there's no rush. I think that's why I left the, the radio game to come into podcast because when you're in the radio, you, you're you're forced to do advertisements, you're forced to bring this person in at this specific time. Whereas a podcast, especially you guys know, you're in full control. You do whatever time you want. You could do one podcast from one month to another one, or day by day. It's whatever you want, whatever you feel comfortable. So uh, you know, um, sky's the limit, and uh, you know maybe have uh, maybe have. Bruce Buffer come on the show. I definitely would want him to have him on a, thir- a third time. Uh, there's a lot I would like to talk to him about. So uh, definitely, definitely him or Rich Franklin from uh, mm-hmm. one one championship. Definitely want to ask him how the trades with Demetrius and Eddie played out. Yeah, I would definitely want to see what's going on. Um, that, was, that was a tough knockout for Eddie. But our our uh, graphicist Duke has a question for you. Hey Emilio, um, I, I hear that you have a black belt, and I myself have always wanted one, but I'm really lazy. So I'm wondering if there's a way that I can get one without actually training. <laughs> well, uh, Amazon is the yeah, one yeah, way. Just buy one. <laughs> but if I if I wear one and I don't have any training, am I going to just run into random fights in the street if I'm wearing it? Probably. Well, if, you, if you're walking down the street with a black belt, I'm pretty sure no one's going to try to start chill with you. But if you if you want to if you want a black belt quick, you know. Uh, Come by the gym. I'll make you spar against a top, top, uh, top guy. If you could go three rounds with him and uh, uh, beat the rounds, man, we'll give you a black belt on spot. Well, we can, hey, we can do a, an on location at the gym. Nice. And we'll, okay, how about this? We'll film the fight. How about we t- we go to your gym and we put Duke and Peas against each other? 
The winner. Yeah, who who can I pay to fight for me, Terry? Yeah, this is which you This is Game of Thrones. Listen, man. <laughs> this is how I get through life. But in a, in a scenario where Duke actually does that and spars with someone, over under thirty seconds does he last? Far. Well, depends on who's fighting. I think you can man. last thirty seconds on the ground. I think. A full, a full MMA fight, man. It's, uh, it's your pick, man. I don't know how you fight it. Anything's possible, right? Uh, it's, uh, it's a puncher yeah. sport. Are razors no. allowed? <laughs> Prison fight Can rules. you grab nuts? Because Duke loves grabbing nuts. Yeah, he's, there's nobody who milks a cock like my brother. Yeah, yeah. He'll fucking yeah, grab that shit, man. Yeah. Also, twenty nine ninety nine. Grabbing nuts is a, is a long a lost art, man. Grabbing yeah, the nuts, it's a full technique and uh, accuracy. So yeah, they, don't, they don't train the kids right anymore. No, nah, man. Um, we become soft. Amazon's choice, karate black belt satin. Uh, twenty nine ninety nine. It's satin. Yeah. yeah. But what's the size? I I can find what size. Man? It's a fucking belt. It goes around your waist. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> It'll arrive by tomorrow. It goes around your waist. Okay. So, oh, so, so Emilio, we'll get we'll get some quick predictions from you before we let you go. So okay. UFC two thirty six is coming up. Holloway and um, Poirier. Who do you got? Oof, man, that's uh, that's really tough. It's uh. The odds that uh, Dustin's an underdog, it's um, a big dog. It's kind of, it's it's really hard because the first time he fought, you know, Holloway was only 20 years old. Now he's 27. He hasn't lost since Connor. Um, but the thing that scares me about Holloway, that whole Khabib incident, you know, where he couldn't make the weight, something was wrong. He had to pull out of the fight with Ortega the first time. Um, Ortega caught him in a couple of uh, shots in his last fight. He got wobbled. You know, if Dustin hits you, you know, you don't get wobbled. You get knocked out cold. Um, yeah. But I, I think I think Holloway is one of the best fighters right now. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's top five pound for pound. I, I, I would really go for Holloway. I think Holloway has uh, – he's, he's a better mixed martial artist. I think he's uh, well-rounded. He's a very – he's a volume puncher. He, um, he has the confidence. You know, he's, he's a young guy. He's in his prime. Uh, I'm probably gonna go for Holloway, but you know, don't don't be surprised if uh, Poirier could just lights off at any moment. So I've always been a fan I, of Poirier since the beginning. Next prediction: Game of Thrones. Who sits on it by the end of the season? Ooh. Oh man. Honestly, I I I really I would I would think that it's um. Oh man, that's harder than the Max Holloway. Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> you know why? Because we we ask all the hard hitting questions that's here. Hard. That's fun. hard because it's it's anyone's game. Like I would really like it if it was like um, the White Walkers. I would really like it if they the sat game? on the throne at the end. Oh, yeah, like cool, he yeah. he's with he's with all the dragons. He eventually <laughs> takes all three dragons. He's just on the throne. And he's just chilling, and like he has like Jon Snow on a leash in the corner. Like you know what I mean? Like like a gangster shit. Like that'd be yeah. that'd be pretty awesome. Fuck, I like it. I like it. Let's go now. Let's go back to real life. Okay. Okay. What do you mean? Making <laughs> <laughs> uh, real, bro. Let's go. Okay. So out of the big three in the heavyweight. Okay. Now they're all fighting scrubs. We saw Wilder sign with. Uh, well, he stayed with Showtime. Fury signed with ESPN. It's all fucking yeah. bullshit. They're all over the place. Out of those mm-hmm. top three, Joshua Wilder and uh, Fury. If they did like a three-way round robin fight, like uh, they each fight each other once, who okay. comes out on top? Well, if the the Fury Wilder fight, Fury won that fight. Even though there was the knockdowns, Fury won every other round. So I mathematically, agree. Fury so Fury won that fight. So yeah. I would say Fury beats Wilder. 
Now, Fury against Joshua, I, I, I talk about this a lot with, uh, with a lot of different people, and I, I think that Joshua is too big. You know, Wilder has that that reach, and he's very long, and there's not a lot of muscle that he goes with for 12 pounds. So I wasn't surprised when Wilder went the distance and wasn't really gassing out. Whereas Joshua, I think Joshua puts that. I can't. I don't believe Joshua could put that pressure on Fury for 12 rounds. I think he, ha, he has too much muscle. I think when he swings and misses, it's going to tire him out much more than Wilder. And um, I really believe that Fury could beat Joshua. I, I think Fury could beat both Wilder and Joshua. Yeah. And a, a fight between Joshua and Wilder, I think Wilder has has the advantage. Yeah, so, I, I mean, uh, I think that. I'll, I agree with you when it comes to Fury. I think he's the best out of all three. He's the best pure boxer anyway. Uh, best mm-hmm. footwork by far. Joshua's a crazy athlete, so is Wilder. Uh, I think yeah. Joshua has it on Wilder because he, he's more of a boxer too. He's more technical than Wilder is, you would say. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I agree. Can't. Uh... No, I, I agree with that for sure. Jo- Joshua has a, has a traditional boxing base and, and, and stance and the way yeah. he fights is technically the right way. The fight for a boxer is kind of weird because there's no right way to fight. He kind of has the right base of boxing, whereas Wilder kind of just loops. But him, while he loops, that's his advantage because he catches you and you saw what happened to Fury. You know, like it's, I don't know what it is. It's call luck, Jesus, God, whatever it is. He does that to any other man. That guy's not getting up. But Fury, oh man, that was. I was was standing standing on my couch. I was freaking out when I saw that. It was the craziest thing ever. So, oh, Emilio, where can people find uh, you, you? You said you haven't done a podcast in a little while. Where can people find the the archives of your podcast? Yeah, man, go uh, go on YouTube. Go uh, in between rounds. Uh, you can check out the website too, uh, in between rounds dot net. Uh, go, uh, follow me on in, on Instagram, in between rounds, or uh, go to my personal one, uh, Mills Brex. You know, uh, face me on. Uh, you can friend me on Facebook, man. It's uh, not not hard to find. So, uh, I'm I'm willing to. To chill, to talk to anybody about about this game. I love it so much. And if you have the same passion as me, man, we're we're already cool. The uh, the passion comes through clear. Obviously, Emilio Greco, thank you for joining us. Uh, this has been Emilio Greco of In Between Rounds. Thank you for joining us on Hot Sauce Sports. Yeah, man. Thank you, guys. And we're back. That was an awesome interview with Emilio Greco of In Between Rounds. I'm with Terry Tam, my co-host, producers, Eagle and Master Control, Duke. And Duke, needs a title? No title. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're not smart people. We're not. No. It's been pretty obvious since we started this project. Uh, We haven't looked dumber. According to the feminist at my coffee shop, all men are dumb. Well, then then we're average. Yes. Amongst (laughs) the middle. We proved that we were the most middle last week most. when we uh, came out with our hot takes of what would happen in the tournament, in the Elite Eight, and in the Sweet 16. And my God, were we wrong about everything? No, no, I was pretty. I was right. Let's listen back to see oh, how yeah, right we were, Terry. I got Duke loses to Virginia Tech. Ooh. Zion goes under mm-hmm. 15 points. Let's Let's do that. points. Yeah. So I got one. So we're going to write this down. So you uh, Virginia lose after scoring only 46 points in the Elite Eight because you can't wrong. keep playing that style. 46 points. 46 you're wrong. Points. That's all you're going to score. You can't keep playing that ball control style. Eventually, uh, yeah, you're yeah. going to need to have to make plays. Good job, bud. Uh, so all number one seeds will be eliminated by the Final Four. So there will be no number one seeds in the Final Four.
This is why we're bad at gambling. I was close. I was close. We're so bad at gambling. Almost lost Auburn and NC go to quadruple overtime. Quadruple. Quadruple overtime and Auburn. Mark Few loses keys. Doesn't attend the game. He shouldn't have. Um, can't get to the elite. Okay, eight it's game. too much. Yeah, that's too far. So Auburn Cassius Winston lost at Michigan State. He's going to score 35 plus points. Did he? No, he didn't. In his next. Oregon becomes the lowest seat ever to make the final four. Nope. <laughs> so. <laughs> we were wrong. I got two. Uh, you got. Oh, I didn't get the quadruple. I mean, Mark, Mark Few basically lost his keys. He did. Yeah. So I got one. <laughs> yeah, and that's what you laughed at me for, by the way. You laughed at me for that one. <laughs> Man, was I wrong about Virginia. I was watching that game. I was. It was I a good was, game, though. Very good game. I was laughing because of how wrong I was. I couldn't believe how wrong <laughs> yeah. I was. Yeah, but they just kept allowing shots from from everywhere. We should get Carlin out to talk about his Gonzaga pick. Well, we'll get him on being in the NBA playoffs. Yeah, yeah. We'll get him on soon. Uh, yeah, he was right about Gonzaga, and he was wrong. Oh, he was wrong about Gonzaga, right yeah, about Duke. He was right about Duke. Yeah, he was. He was convinced Gonzaga was the best team in the country, and that's why a lot of people were. Though honestly, like the Final Four, I get that it doesn't have the storylines we've all been looking at. They've all never long. made the Final Four. Yeah, they haven't. They haven't. Even when they had um, what was the name of that redneck the, with the mustache? Success has been few and far between. One could say. Type in Gonzaga mustache, and oh. you'll find his name. He played in the NBA. Gonzaga mustache. Gonzaga mustache. Dave, uh, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that guy. Adam Morrison. Adam Morrison. Adam Morrison. Yeah. <laughs> Adam Morrison. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks Duke. Uh, we got some Thanks, rap. stat guy. We got some... Ra- oh, Duke at stats. Duke stats. The Duke of stats. The Duke of stats. You got it. Well, your name is Zion. We're calling you Zion. <laughs> the albino Zion. Six foot eight, though. My dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for rapid fire. Let's go. Give it to us. Yeah, <laughs> you caught you caught me by surprise, there, boys. How? <laughs> <laughs> so Jeff Bezos looking to buy the Knicks. I people are saying that this is the best thing that can happen for his team. It's just money. Like I understand James Dolan is annoying. I don't know how much influence he has on how the team is built. Who the fuck is Charles Oakley to the Knicks? He's uh, one of the greatest Knicks of all time. It's a bad history. It's a bad history. There's no, not but like, a lot is of he like things. a GM or something? No, no he's not no. even allowed so to build. He he's banned from the building. So why is he in every news article that I read about this? Well, no, he's just he's just a prominent player in the Knicks history. That, that's what you need to know. Oh, it's like off. it's like Kobe saying in a different time of basketball too. It's like what Kobe saying Kobe saying X would be the next coach of the uh, Lakers. Oh, you would never fuck with Charles Oakley. Yeah, he I hates ever. he hates on my boy Dolan. Charles Oakley. Your boy Dolan. Your boy Dolan? Love Dolan. Dolan's half boys. After he pulled that fucking... Counterculture Terry. After he pulled that big dick move and knocked that and kicked that guy out of the arena, love him. Yeah, that was good. I I had no problem with that. Yeah. And I I hate Dolan, but I had no problem with that. That's what I'm saying. Big dick Dolan. You put the case in Counterculture Terry. So the next... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Obvious transition. (laughs) It wasn't. (laughs) It wasn't so obvious to me. Uh, Rapid fire... (laughs) <laughs> uh, no car that's fine. no car no problem Raiders potentially trying to trade for Kyler Murray so a trade up trade up trade up to get Kyler Murray but what are they trading because uh, well, Derek Carr won't do it no that's what I'm saying it. so it will probably swap first and, and, and car as well alright that's what I would see happening Go but I don't think it's I just uh, it, to me it seems like a sabotage job by John Gruden he came in dismantled the team gave him nothing to work with and expected Expected what? Expected him to to rise above these challenges? No, no. It, it, it's a, it's a crapshoot from the beginning. John Gruden never had an interest in keeping Derek Carr, and this is proof. But I also think that John Gruden 
his style fits Derek Carr better than it fits Kyler Murray's. And I still think Kyler Murray's going to be a Well, because John Gruden's going to do the caveman thing, right? He's going to have him come in and be like, hey, let's get Kyler Murray in to do the thing I want you to do. I'm not going to get put you in the best situation to succeed with your skill set. You're going to force your skill set into my system. And Kyler Murray is going to be a bust. I feel, I feel like in this anyway. show, I feel like in this show, whenever we say the word, the, the name Calamari, it comes out as Calamari. Calamari. I'm hungry. Also, when we always talk about Calipari, same thing. <laughs> two Calipari, same, Calipari. Guys, same person. Calipari, Bryce, Bryce Harper. Contract. Bryce Harper returns to DC. I would love Eagle to have played the clip I put. <laughs> I did. He's, he's building pom poms. But it's okay. It's okay. Eagle. There was Bryce Harper moves to DC. So his first game back, bad flip, mm-hmm. but. Before that, two strikeouts. Washington, Washington, yes, two strikeouts. But the Washington fans booing him. Oh, they ruined him. Oh man, they're gonna be playing each other good a hundred times this year. So let's they see how that him. goes. Not a hundred, but they'll be playing several times. I want to say it's nineteen. <laughs> I'd say more than nineteen. I'd say probably thirteen. Players. You 30. can look it up. I'll look it up. After. <laughs> so yeah, so I love the bat flip. Yeah, it's I think good. everyone should flip a bat. Like I would flip a bat after a strikeout. Like, yeah, it's good after he's getting booed. He he went up to bat twice. He gets booed. Gets a single. Gets a double. Knocks it out of the park. They win 8-2. Beautiful. Flip your fucking bat. I, I love but, they, but they lost. So. I love the Philly press being as trash as Philly people. Yeah. They, they, they come up with the headline next day saying, uh, sorry, National, he's ours now. You've been ripping him in, in your newspaper ever since he signed the contract. Just as the ink was drying. Right. And now you're like, oh, he's ours now. What I, what I don't like especially about it is that so the Washington Commercial. fans are mad. They're 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 big mad about the fact that 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 Harper didn't want to sign with them. But the thing about it is about about what the Sponsored Nationals the Nationals were Enterprise. offering were offering deferred payments until he was in his seventies. Yeah, the, like the, the 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 Washington Nationals, the Bobby Bonilla special. The, the, yes, the 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 Nationals offered in the same right center field. How about this for a homecoming? That is crushed into the second deck for Bryce Harper, and he gives those Phillies fans. A yeah, to and, he, and he knocks it in. And you hear they're in Washington. You see how you hear a lot of it is? He knocked it into his cheering section. I don't mean to tell you how to do your job, but I need to when you're incompetent. <laughs> you can wait for someone to finish speaking and then play a clip. No, no, no. I loved it. And use a visual cue <laughs> you to fucking, let us know you're playing a clip. You fucking nailed it. What can I throw at him that's not expensive? Yeah, <laughs> Everything's expensive. Coffee's not done yet. And Starbucks is pretty expensive, so fuck you. But yeah, yeah deferred, nothing, deferred payments. You're not even 70. worth the Starbucks. But like, would you would you accept a contract? Would you want to take on a contract where a team is paying you until you're like until nah, you're eight years old? Money, give me money now. Give love me money now. It. Fucking love um, the thing. The thing is, I hope. I really hope they're enjoying his April and they're they're gonna enjoy his May because that's when Bryce Harper does all of his work, and that's all we'll hear from him for the rest of the season. Get all your backflips <laughs> in while you can. Next, big three in Golden State get fined. So the big boys got fined because they were complaining about the refs. Yeah, nonstop complaining. So this is after the, the team suspended, uh, what's his name? Jordan Bell. Yeah. Yeah. For Bell. sending a tab to his assistant coach. That's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Um, Steph, Curry, Steph Curry gets 25K um, fine. Durant, 15K. Draymond Green, 35 k what did Draymond do? I know what the other two guys said. Did but you, I don't you know need to know said. what he did? I'm, just say his name and you know what he did. Yeah, he's a fucking idiot. He punched the dick again? Probably. Probably kicked it. No, so so Steph Curry and and KD said that the refs were the MVPs of the game, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Is that? Do th- I mean that money is peanuts to these guys, right? Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. So, but at the end of the day, why are they getting fined? The league has these refs in place; mm-hmm. they're allowed to be criticized. So my th- my theory is they're allowed to be criticized if the refs can criticize the players. 
Sure. Like, yeah, I was ref in the game, and my God, sure. were they trash this week. Uh, Carrie Frazier, known for criticizing players, never, but it, different, two, two different leagues. Yeah. Never, hockey, ever. Hockey exists yeah, on its own planet. Players <laughs> can do what they want. Refs can, it's a wild west of sports. So, yeah, so there's no way a player, a ref can criticize players. No, they won't. Ever. But It'll never but happen. It should be, though. So let's 100%. say, but the refs don't get interviewed. They don't get into. But they would if they if they ripped on players. Yeah, exactly. But I, I, I just KD change. more like a K uh, K snake. Just to change, just to change subjects. I think that for refs and like the UFC or boxing, if they stop a fight prematurely or did something that ended the fight and there was a controversy, they should be able to uh, to be able to answer questions. The mm-hmm. same thing should be for all sports. Yeah. Because we're either way we're paying fans, right? We're paid. We're we're, pay, uh, we're paying customers, so we should be able to voice our opinion, like we're able to. And mm. they should be able to voice their opinion as well. At the end of the day, they're humans just like us. They should be able to criticize, make things get better. Because if they get, if they're told to just shut the fuck up and play basketball, how bad is that? And that these refs are going to get away with shitty calls. And here's the here's the other part of it: get away with, you not get away with. Doesn't actually matter. We're talking about like literally the last two seconds of the NBA yeah, season. Yeah. The my my to me the thing is, I look at the situation and. When you when you have players actually say something, you find them. So what you actually want is players to go up there and say nothing. Why are you obliging them to go to press conferences? Then? Yeah, exactly. If they're gonna go up and say nothing. That was my next point. I don't care about giving one hundred twenty percent. Only uh, say living positive for my teammates. Shit. Don't care about that shit. Yeah. Rip on somebody. That's only, all we want to hear. Only say positive stuff, and you'll be fine. Yeah, but the Warriors are super annoying, so they deserve. They it. are, but I like the way I like Curry's attitude. Curry's attitude and all this is always their bullshit. Is like he just doesn't doesn't take bullshit. I find. You know where the other guys are? They, you know, they sound like more like babies and stuff. But I love the way Curry addresses the refs, and he does it all the time, and he doesn't hold back any punches. He's very straightforward. Yeah, kind of like Popovich, which I love. How oh, many times has Popovich and, and been fined? Popovich fine? is probably going to get fined. Yeah, for for last night yeah. with Demar, with Lawyer Malloy, or whatever. Lawyer Malloy. Lawyer Malloy. Demar Derozan. Nah, uh, the, Demar Derozan and Popovich are going to get fined for for their. During the game, they had a problem with one of the refs. I forget his name. This guy Malloy. Yeah, yeah, he's a shitty ref. I, I, he's awful. Did you see the way he he's teed awful. him up? How? He teed him up like by <laughs> using his middle finger. Yeah, no, it wasn't his really? middle finger. He did. He did one of these. No, I thought oh. it was. No, it was I thought it was middle, middle finger. finger, but I watched it again. He did one of these. You know, you, if I'm a ref and I want to tee somebody up, yeah. I'm fucking teeing him up. Show us. Show us how I can tee him up. Peace. Let's go. Tee him up. Bam! <laughs> right there. Right there. <laughs> um, you bam. Next, one of those. Next up. Yeah. Next one. Johnny Manziel. You're, you're the one who does it. Johnny Manziel. <laughs> next up. Johnny Manziel. So penis. He's done. He's done in the NFL. Everywhere. Uh, he's, he's done in the CFL. Done. He's banned from the league. I don't know you could be banned from the league. He, the reason he got banned, by the way, was he was looking for a contract in the AF while he was under contract with the CFL. Not, not the only reason. That's the public reason yeah, he was that's banned. that's the public reason. But that's so not the reason. So, I, I understand. The thing is, like, you can't, while employed, use your time as an employee and go look for a job. Why not? It's, it's, literally, it's a reason for firing in any in any position, no, absolutely, no, absolutely. If that's why I got fired. <laughs> work time, <laughs> is that it? No. You can't be using time you're being paid for to look for another job. Okay, using time you're being paid for. Yeah, but what if he wasn't being paid? And he's just at home and he's just googling other jobs. I think part of his job <laughs> is to be at home and not get in trouble, <laughs> which he wasn't doing, which is why yeah. he got kicked out of the. Which uh, we stories we can't tell <laughs> on it. Uh, I I will say that a lot of times. We're, we're guys who are going to be cheerleaders for people trying to get their career f- on track, trying Absolutely. to get their lives on track. Except for Johnny Manziel. We haven't. No, but the thing is, we can't say why. We haven't 
from league sources that that wasn't the case. Yes, from a few sources. Um, so it wasn't the case for Johnny Manziel. He wasn't committed to getting his career back on track. Wasn't committed to getting better, and that's why he's not playing anywhere. Maybe the concussion will knock some sense into him. No, that's so now, so now concussion. He's out. AAF looks like they're going to be folding. It's a shame because I like watching their games on NFL Network. But I watch them. I, I watched a couple. Too. The thing is with yeah. the AAF is when you when you can't make payroll. That's yeah. a sign the company's closing in any industry. <laughs> yeah, and and it was true here too many as times. we've seen. But the but there was a lot of people watching games. They probably gave them away. It's just not they're, they're paying players too much money for the run of revenue. You know what? But you know what? You know the thing is the owner of the league actually he did it to get intellectual property for the uh, yeah for the, the, some of the technology that 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 they're, that they're using. So he doesn't he's he's taking a seventy million dollar loss yeah. and expecting to make more money from technology That's that he crazy. gained from AF, which is yeah, amazing. Smart move. Which seems like where the most of their budget went to is technology. Technology. Uh, so as opposed to anything else. Well, but they're but I love I love the way they did it too. I, I I had tweeted about it when I was watching and it was uh there was a uh, a penalty. Or was there was there a penalty? I forgot what it was, but they went up to the booth and you hear the booth talking to the ref. Mm-hmm. And you see what they're saying. Oh, oh, it was a catch. It was a catch. They were, they were so $70 million on the microphone. Pretty much. No, but I'm just saying, like, there's little things that they did that the NFL can use, but because the NFL is so fucking rigged, they'll never show you. Rigged. Oh, yeah, 100%. Rigged. Well, not oh, every game, but there's, <laughs> a, there's a lot Counter, of every culture, time. Counterculture, Terry. You're telling me the NFL, there's not anything rigged in the NFL? I don't think there's a purpose. They make money anyway. No, no. There's not a reason to rig a You're game. telling me it's a coincidence. Who, who benefits? That in 2001... Oh my God! 2001. Oh Nobody yeah, cares. Let's, Nobody go. Cares. Nobody let's go. Let's go. If you, in 2001, cares. it's sad, but 9/11 happened. All <laughs> of a sudden, the Patriots. Hey. I mean, but they've also won. <laughs> start dominating. Start dominating that year. Invent a rule. They didn't invent the rule. They invent the rule live. The tuck, the tuck rule. You know that was the proper application. No, of it the was rule not. Absolutely. It no, was. they changed the rule after. No, they, they changed, changed it after to make it illegal. No, to make it legal that if you t- if you tuck now, the ball now that's a fumble. At the time, that wasn't considered a fumble. But they changed it. But exactly, they changed it after that season because of the no. But they called it as if it was the next season, as if the rule had changed. No. Yeah. So what they said no, was they, they called so it incomplete pass. He went. No. Yeah. Yeah, they call it an incomplete pass no, no. for so, Tom Brady. Yeah. I'm I'm on Terry's side. Yeah, I'm yeah. all about it, man. I'm yeah, all about conspiracies. So who, who gains from this conspiracy? So. The, Who pres- the president. The president oh, games. <laughs> called in Paul <laughs> Tagliabue. Fucking Trump, man. It was Bush at the time. Bush called in Paul Tagliabue, and he's oh, like, listen, fuck. we need some patriot shit. Yeah. We need it. Need it. I've never been more terrified and to be Not the Cowboys, America's team, um, but the Patriots. Well, the Cowboys were shit. They had Quincy Carter as a quarterback that year. It was fucking brutal. So it's not that Tom Brady was a great quarterback. Oh, you're very good It was that Quincy Carter sucked. quarterback at that yeah. time, actually. It's fixed. So this entire career is fake. No, no, just that year. <laughs> so then he was good the rest of his career. Yeah. He was good those years also. Like but I'm saying is that rule came down and you'll never see my point is you'll never see what happens on the back end of the NFL. Where in the AF they threw it out there. They're like, just watch. Oh, it's all about the AF here, okay. Yeah. That that's what the point of this is. Yeah. So the next <laughs> next topic. Wait, next topic. Is is Vince McMahon oh lining up from the bankruptcy line with the AF or okay, or is he Shut up, you don't understand what the rapid he probably, means. he probably got all his money back. Right. Rapid. <laughs> Miami social media influencer arrested in Colombia on money laundering charges. Yeah, so you sent me this article. I had to read right. it. Yeah. <laughs> to read so it. this chick, she goes to the University of Miami. Yeah. But her family's from Colombia. Yes. His, her father declares $36,000 a year. Yes. And working some, at the docks. Working at the working docks. Working at the docks. Bribes. But, he's, yeah, but he's been de- he hasn't been declaring all the money he's totally. made. Totally, yeah. And this girl's driving around Miami doing whatever the fuck Oh, she's got wants. a Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah. And she's... N- 
Yeah, I mean, she's spending the money, the the money, uh, yeah, and, and posting it all over social media. So, all over. So I don't understand. The IRS the, just sees it and they're like, "Let's look into this." Yeah, I don't understand the concept of a social media influencer. Uh, it's a person who posts and they think that people want them. No, want but to. but clearly they do because enough people keep doing it. Oh yeah, for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely, there's money in it. Absolutely. If but you're beautiful, why? if you're beautiful and you have lots of money, I mean, some companies really do. They really like to have people. Especially rich people walk around with their purses and stuff, so they will usually send these. Well, like Khloe uh, Kardashian, media. she fucking posted with some fit T bullshit. But why would anybody care? That's not good for you when we know that all you did was liposuction. Mm-hmm. So like, so Terry seems very invested in this. Oh yeah, I have no idea, man. The social media uh, Contra- uh, conspiracy theories. But the the thing the thing that a lot of people <laughs> tend Kim to Kardashian. get stuck on. So the, the president did the president call Chloe? Yes, and get her to get liposuction. He's like, listen. My, my niece started this company called Fitty. I need you to fucking put it out there. We'll pay you a million dollars a post. That's what happened. Look into it. It's on YouTube. And I think I think that <laughs> I think the thing about this though, theory. The, exactly. the reason why I love this story so much is I feel like people tend to forget that the IRS and a lot of these government entities they they will use your Instagram against you. And they, well, it's the, it's like some people forget that that's actually proof in court. There you go, Eeks. Public. Yeah. It's public. No, but Unless your account's they, they private, know. then it's still public. Yeah, and so I find it strange. It, it's one of these things I don't understand, uh, but I'm the old guy in the room, I guess, uh, and maybe old that's why. She had, she had, in one picture, she had a Lambo. Yeah. She had two purses that were worth about five, 600 bucks each, plus she had a Fendi watch, which is about two grand. They can all be knockoffs, though. So Good, but they're not. not. <laughs> Just but like uh, my Ty Carrera. The Lambo, the Lambo is not a knockoff, that's for sure. Fair. Sure. Uh, that it's brings a, us to that brings us to basket case. <laughs> Once in a while, Duke when he remembers has topics. Show the basket. It's in a basket. He puts them in this basket. Are we pulling them out of here? We're pulling them out and answering them. So Terry, you do the honors. You pull the first one. So while you guys pull it, I'll explain. So the, the, on the paper, there's a question, and at the bottom there's an FYI, and that's my opinion on the matter. Favorite drunk snack. Your FYI is pretzels dipped in marinara sauce. Pickles. Pretzels dipped in marinara sauce. Yeah, man. Pickles. My favorite drunk snack. Is a uh, Nutella sandwich with uh, slices of banana and cinnamon. That's amazing. And just slightly toasted with a glass of like milk or almond milk. That's now, when, amazing. I, when I lived alone, every once in a while I have a Friday night where I didn't feel like going out. I go to Costco, get a big jar of pickles, giant case of beer, play video games till four in the morning, get hammered, eat pickles. Great. I like that. Worst way to die. Duke's FYI, stuck in a wall plus starvation. Both things. <laughs> yeah, both. Yeah. Worst way to die? Yeah. Uh, drowning. Death by paper cuts. That would Most suck. hated player of all time in any sport, I guess. You put fuck you, Tom Wilson. I actually love Tom Wilson. Yeah, fuck you also. Love Tom Wilson. Most hated player of all time, I'm going to have to say, it has to be Christian Leitner, even though I love him. Aaron Hernandez killed people. <laughs> no, no, but we're talking about. On yeah, field, on yeah, come on, man. Sean Avery. I'll go Sean Avery. Try, try fitting Sean in for Avery. once. Great guy. Man. But he's largely hated even by other players in the league. Oh, yeah, I guess so. Martin, a- Martin Broder refused to shake his hand. So he actually, on, he was on. Uh, I heard it this week. Did you see what he did? No. Sean Avery? No. And so Sean Avery, he lives in New York and he's riding his bike. And there's a guy and a woman. They're standing in the bike lane and he's recording them. He's like, get the fuck off the bike lane, you fat fuck. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, move it, fatso. I was like, this guy's brutal. Team shrimp or team lobster? Crab is king, though. I am a, I'm gonna say shrimp guy. Yeah, but like, it's easy. Uh, I but like those tiger shrimps. Though. I'm 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 a shrimp. If it's size eight to twelve, that's all I eat. What's oh, worse, yeah. ghost calls or Jehovah's Witnesses? Well, we're not gonna hate a religion, so ghost calls. Uh, uh, no, says, Jehovah's Witnesses. Absolutely. Duke says yeah. Girl Scouts are even worse. Um, 
I mean, they have awesome cookies. I'm, I buy them every single time. I eat them a sleeve at a time, so I'm not going to go with girl, uh, Girl Scouts. What's, what's worse for me is getting tickets in the mail. What's worse for you? The, uh, the worst thing about this, the reason why I wrote it is that my dog, whenever someone rings the doorbell and I open the door just a little bit, he just runs out and he just starts smelling people's crotches. The last thing I want is to pull him off a, a little girl. Bug. Yeah, he, he acts, he acts so crazy. So what you're saying is dogs are the worst. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one more? There's one. Yeah, there's one more. Is the this one has uh, chocolate on it? <laughs> is the government tracking my B fit, my Fitbit, or am I being paranoid? Fitbit needs to stop busting my balls. So no, you're just completely out of shape. You're not doing enough exercise. <laughs> you're, you're, you're completely out of shape. That's the only thing we could say. The government does not want you to be in shape. That's what you're trying to tell. But me? I'm just trying to say, like maybe well, they're we have tracking. Medicare, so maybe in our country they want they you. They want you to be out of shape. In shape, in so shape. to not use Medicare. They're, told, they're fucking tracking me. Last like. question: Do you like like self checkup machines? FYI, fuck robots. Self checkup machines? Yeah, you know, you go to you go to the store and you got to oh, check, check out, out your groceries. Yeah. Uh, if it's like two items, yeah. No, I, I feel like it's more work. It's it's longer. It takes me longer. And no, if I don't have any produce. They, they also going to come and check my ID because I'm always buying beer. It's it's a problem. But what stops them from let, let's say I don't check in an item? Like let's say I let's say a grapefruit where there's no where there's no tag. Well, where, are you, where are you holding it? You holding it in your hand? No, but I just I put it in, and I just put it inside the basket. It? No, because no, as soon as you it. put anything in, it, it weighs. It. Yeah. I'm gonna try this out, guys. I'm gonna try it out. Yeah, you're gonna get arrested. I'm gonna steal it's, some it's grapefruit. It's smarter than you. You're gonna get arrested because of a grapefruit. The system is smarter than all yeah. of us. Thank you all. This has been Hot Sauce Sports. You're Terry. I'm Peas. I said it the wrong way. Remember. Website. We got Oh, we got a new website. Go to hotsaucesports.ca. I forgot to talk about it. We'll talk about it next week. Till then, like, rate, subscribe. See you next week. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports.